Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hello, dear Amelia listeners. It's day 45 of confinement here in Paris, and uh, we're back with another lockdown tape. Before we begin, I want to tell you about a brand new fiction podcast launching next week. Crypto Z is a new series by New York Times bestselling novelist Danielle Trasoni and award-winning filmmaker Hadrian Royo. They sent me a preview of their first episode, and you are in for a treat. It's a fast-paced, deeply immersive sci-fi thriller about a cryptozoologist called Jane Silver, who is sent on a mission to track and capture a human-like creature known as the Iceman. You will be transported into the wilderness. You'll be skiing down a steep mountain and flying through storms on hovercrafts. The first episode alone is a whirlwind of action suspense and incredible sound design. I'm eager to see where the story goes next. The show launches on Monday, 4th of May. So go subscribe now to Crypto Z. That's C-R-Y-P-T-O hyphen Z, or if you're American, Z, on your favourite podcatcher to get the show for free as soon as the first episode drops. There's also a link in the show notes to this episode. And now, without further ado, it's time for the new lockdown tape. This is Alvina's phone. The office is currently closed. We apologise for the inconvenience. And before you ask, no. We did not have anything to do with the disappearance of the Spanish flu in 1920, nor the appearance of COVID-19 last year. We make people disappear. Occasionally monsters. If this is Nessie calling, I promise I was not referring to you. I was talking about war criminals and such. Not nice Scottish ladies. Anyhow, if you're a client, why are you calling me? Leave a message on the official answer phone like everyone else. Now leave me alone. Hi, Alvina. Sorry I didn't get back to you before. Your messages just came through. I fully support your decision to close down the office. Kozlovsky doesn't follow anyone's rules but his own. And to be fair, trying to manage the rest of that bunch is a capricious affair even on a good day. Salvatore is very tactile. Have you noticed? Not in a nasty way. He's just very physical. He'll lay his hand on a client's back to guide them into the office, or just rest his hand on your shoulder as you're getting coffee from the espresso machine. He's a very affectionate mercenary. The best kind. Only, not at the moment. I'm sure you're wondering why I haven't been in touch, so I thought I'd call with an update on what's been happening on my end. And, oh my gosh, have things been happening. I really wanted to tell you in person, but I assume you're busy scaring off seagulls, shit-bombing your tent. But I can't keep this to myself anymore, so I'll just have to leave a message. Brace yourself. The reason I haven't called is because I've been... In hiding. In Africa. In the middle of the rainforest. 
I've been shot out with a machine gun. I've nearly been trampled by wildebeest. I've stayed in a royal palace. I've had an intense tantric experience, and I've suffered five weeks isolated with a disgruntled client. Meanwhile, I understand the rest of the world has been playing Uno and watching Westworld on repeat. Right now, I'm not sure which I'd prefer. Did you ever meet Mrs. Nombaku? She was one of our royal accounts, so probably not. Before I faked her death, she was the princess of Vahanda. And yes, it is the country that inspired the comic book and the film, but you can just calm down. Vahanda is nothing like its fictional counterpart. It is not in East Africa. It borders South Africa, actually. And they spell it with a V and CH rather than a W and a K. And the whole vibranium thing is a load of bullcrap. Anyway, we helped the country disappear when South Africa broke free from the Commonwealth in 1934. The royal family pays us a handsome annual retainer, and in return, we keep the country off the maps, off the GPS systems, etc. Also, we stay on call in case anyone in the royal family should need our services. Like Mrs. Nombaku. Niambe. Uh, her new name is Niambe Nombaku. Royal succession is a rather complicated affair in Vahanda. Potentially lethal. That's one area where the comic book and the film aren't too far off the mark. The potential successors can fight for the throne. Nyambe didn't particularly want to rule. Her sister did. So that's where we came into the picture. Fake the fight, kill Nyambe, sister wins the throne, everyone's happy. It was supposed to be an easy fix. Only... Her sister's footman was a bad apple. After helping with the disappearance, he started blackmailing Nyambe, threatening to expose her new identity. We had paid him handsomely, but he got greedy, and when we refused to pay, he got angry. So, instead of heading home, I had to help Nyambe ditch her new existence as a community college professor and flee into the rainforest. Picture this. It's dusk. We're heading for the rainforest. In order not to make any noise, Nyambe and I are pushing the jeep in front of us. Just as we think we're out of earshot from the village, a flashlight. Only 50 yards away. The footman. I jump into the car, hit the gas. Nyambe throws herself onto the truck bed. The footman has seen us, and he starts firing at us with an Uzi. We speed into the rainforest, trying to shake him, but he's tailing us on a freaking motorbike. The bullets blow both back tires, but I keep going, driving on the rims. Nyambe is holding on for dear life, but the footman's catching up. When another bullet hits the rear axle and the back wheels fly off, we grind to a halt. We throw ourselves out of the jeep and head into the rainforest, where finally we manage to lose him. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. After walking for three days, we get to where we're heading, a Sangoma called Tana Orendozi. She's going to house us in her cabin overnight before taking us to another hiding place where we can lay low for a while. Sorry, a Sangoma is a healer, a medicine man or woman. Amazing people. This Tana had such a presence, an energy like I've, I've never experienced. When we arrived, she called the birds to come greet us. She chirped and cooed, and seconds later, her whole body was covered in them. 
Kingfishers, parrots, hoopoos, a red bishop, even a vulture landed on her right arm. I mean, it was so... sexy. She fed us, gave us clean clothes, and then she was going to do this ritual, calling upon the ancestors to keep us safe from anyone looking for us. To Niembe, this is clearly old hat. She went into the cabin, came back out half an hour later, looking bored, if anything. Then it was my turn. I go into the Indumba, the sacred healing cabin. All around the cabin, there are candles and incense on a sort of throne at the back wall. Tana. The Vahandan tradition demands that the Sangoma wears nothing but metal, as a conduit to the spirit world. So there she is, adorned in massive rings and earrings and necklaces and nothing else, looking half as if she's wearing jewelry and half as if she's wearing armor. She looks like a goddess of war. Tana starts drumming and chanting. She gets up and dances around me. I just stand there, in the middle of the room, feeling dizzy. The room starts spinning. Tana circles me again and again. The rhythm, the song, it's... And then she stops, right in front of my face, just centimeters between us. Around us, the walls are still spinning, but we are still. And she asks me, What is your name? I answer. What is your surname? I answer. Tell me the names of your ancestors. I tell her. From nowhere, she is suddenly holding a handful of bones, dice, and shells. She throws them up into the air. They land around us. Then she chants the names. A wind. Like we're high up in the stratosphere. Clouds. Stars. A voice. You are safe now, she says. Your ancestor is here. And it should have been over, I think. But we just stand there, breathing near each other. And it is the most electrifying, sensual moment. And then I wake up as Niembe throws a bucket of water in my face. We're outside. I don't know how much time has passed. I just know I can still feel this trembling deep inside. It's quiet, but it's there. So, yeah, that was intense. Next morning, we head off to the hiding place. On the way there, we wake up a sleeping herd of wildebeest and nearly get trampled. It was really dramatic, but after telling you about the protective spell, nah, I can't really top that. We swam across a river and survived. Once we're installed at the safe house, safe hut, safe shack, there's nothing more to do, really. We just have to wait. Oh, back in civilization, Niambe's sister, the newly appointed queen, has ordered her soldiers to hunt down the rogue footman and neutralize him. He's trawling the rainforest looking for us, so it takes some weeks to find him. In the meantime, we just have to lay low and wait for Tana to come get us once everything's safe. <sighs> Niambe is a lovely person, but staying over a month together with someone you hardly know in a space that's little more than 40 square feet... Let's just say I'm glad to be out of there.
Oh, it's all fine now. Nyambe is safely set up as an English teacher in rural Sri Lanka. The Vahandan rainforest is beautiful. But, you know, even if you're staying at a luxury hotel, at some point you'll want to go home. You want your own things, your own space. Especially if that luxury hotel has a mud floor and a million mosquitoes. I'm sorry I missed the ice cream outing. That would have been nice. Let's all meet for ice cream once this is all over. Enjoy the seagulls. The Amelia Project is created by Philip Thorne and Einstein Brager with music and sound design by Frederick Barden. This minisode was written by Einstein Ulsberg Braga and performed and recorded in lockdown by Julia Morizawa. If you'd like to support the show, go to ameliapodcast.com where you can either become a patron or make a one-off donation. And if you become a $5 patron in the next few days, you can participate in the next Coco Corner live stream with Alan Bergen on the 1st of May. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our patrons. A shout out to Eric Demarge, Sophie Levezo, Sophia Anderson and Katarina Zindelar. See you soon for the next Lockdown Tape. And until then, stay safe. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imagining. Our story begins with two erstwhile companions on a long and winding road. They think they are fleeing danger, but greater horror awaits them when they arrive. For they are not just running away from mortal danger, but towards the Mythos Mysteries. Whoever you are, we're not scared of you. You hear a voice from inside that says, Please, help. I'm inside the dresser, help. Now I need you to listen to my very explicit instructions here, Adrian. Okay. Please ready your punching fists. Yeah, they're always ready. Now I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to open the door. Okay. And we're going to look inside the dresser. What if we don't? Could we not? (laughs) I need you to be brave for me. Okay. You were always very brave. Okay. Okay. So we're going to open the door and you're going to look in the dresser. And then what? And then if I tell you to. Yep. We're going to punch it. The dresser? You said I had to be very, you said explicit. If there is someone in the dresser. I'm punching. We're going to punch him. What if it's a ghost? Well, then we're going to have ourselves a fun time. Like a party? (laughs) Like a birthday party. Okay, so we'll do some dancing and there will be a cake. Hopefully the ghost brought it. Yes. Okay, I can do this. Okay. I'm going to open the door now. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to open the door. You open the door and the dresser is... Back upright, all the drawers are back inside, but now it is next to the window, and the bed is in a different corner. Of course it is. And the blood is pooling on the floor instead of the ceiling. It's dripping up. The Mythos Mysteries. Episodes are available now.